Welcome to r slash FU Karen, where a Karen tries to figure out how to permanently get rid of her five-year-old stepdaughter. Posted to relationship rules. I want my fiancé to get rid of his five-year-old daughter. Hello, relationship rules. Please keep me anonymous. I need some advice from your followers. My 32-year-old fiancé has a five-year-old daughter. Her mother passed away when she was giving birth to her. He's been raising her ever since he lost his wife, with the help of his family, of course. I'm now in the picture, and we're going to get married in 2023, and I'm six months pregnant with his son. I am not the stepmother type, so I know that I won't treat his daughter the same way that I'll treat our son. To be quite honest, she annoys me. She looks exactly like her mother, so she constantly reminds my fiancé of his dead wife, and she's very attached to her daddy, which makes me afraid that my son won't be able to bond with his father because of her. Basically, I want to tell my fiancé to get rid of her. She can live with her grandparents, or we can find her a nice couple that wants to adopt a child. I don't know how to approach the situation, but I need to find a way to convince my fiancé to get rid of her. I'm not a bad person. I'm just trying to look out for my son and make sure that he'll get all of his father's attention that he deserves. Please help! This next post, I think I might have read it somewhere in my thousands of r slash videos, but it's so good. It's such a legendary post that I'm going to read it anyways just because everyone deserves to hear it. Dear every cashier in America, the proper response to thank you is you're welcome, not no problem. And you're supposed to thank me. Then someone replies, Actually, the you're welcome slash no problem issue is simply a linguistics misunderstanding. Older people tend to say you're welcome. Younger people tend to say no problem. This is because for older people, the act of helping or assisting someone is seen as a task that's not expected of them, but is them doing extra. So it's saying, I accept your thanks because I know that I deserve it. No problem, however, is used because younger people feel not only that helping or assisting someone is a given and expected, but also that it should be stressed that your need for help was no burden to them, even if it was. Basically, older people think that help is a gift that you give, and younger people think help is an expectation required of them. When I first read this post, I realized that I was in the no problem camp, and I never really like stopped to think, why do I say no problem instead of you're welcome? And saying you're welcome feels so uncomfortable to me because it feels transactional. It's like we're exchanging favors in this kind of like, I don't know how to say it, just sort of like cold and impersonal way and the no problem approach feels more natural like this guy's right to me when i say no problem when i give someone help it feels like i'm expected to help to be a good person and i want to let them know that hey it's not a big deal i'm just doing what i'm supposed to be doing it's no problem so i'm curious if if other people especially younger people like if you are just doing some random thing and you help someone out and they say thank you if you say you're welcome does that like give you a little bit of like, Ugh, like that doesn't feel good. I would much, much rather say no problem because it makes me feel like, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm just being a nice guy. But if I say you're welcome, it makes me feel kind of, kind of entitled, I guess. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm owed the thank you, but I'm not owed the thank you. I don't know. Do other people feel this way? Do you say no problem? And can you say you're welcome with like a completely straight face and not feel weird about it when you do a stranger a favor. Kind of curious about this, actually. Next Reddit post is from Pickin' and Grinnin'. Today, I was the Karen. 
So after several years, I finally pulled the plug and canceled my Comcast account. They were surprisingly easy over the phone, but I had to return my equipment. No big deal, there's a store just a few miles from my house. I had about a half hour of free time today, so I rolled into the store to drop off my router and cable box in between some appointments. Hi, I just need to drop off this stuff. The Comcast employee said, Okay, can I get your phone number? There's an hour wait. All I need you to do is take this box from me. I have to wait an hour for you to take this box from my hands? Yeah, other people were here first. I had a bunch of stuff going on today, so I wasn't able to wait an hour for them to take my box. I said, I can't wait here. We can text you in an hour and you can come back. I can't. You want me to come back in an hour to just hand over the equipment? It takes one minute. You want me to wait an hour for that? Fine. I gave them my phone number. Then I said, can you at least take this stuff? And wouldn't you know it, they took the very equipment that I was there to return. Sorry, but I'm not going to wait an hour for a 30-second transaction. I deuced out, and later in the day I called customer support to let them know that I dropped off my equipment, but I couldn't wait an hour for them to print my receipt. They said perfect, and they marked my equipment as returned. To sum up, F Comcast. Do I have any attorney friends on here that want an easy case and want to get rich with me? The Chevron on Blank Avenue ruined my car, and they're refusing to pay for it. I always buy the cheapest gas, and I accidentally put diesel in my car because it wasn't clearly marked, and it was the least expensive option. My car made it two blocks before it started jerking back and forth, causing me to sideswipe a car. I told the police what happened, and they still ticketed me and said that I was to blame for the accident, which is absolutely ridiculous. The gas station is to blame for all this. The pumps at gas stations are confusing, especially when you're in a hurry and on a budget. This is their fault, and I want to sue their butts off for the damages they caused and all the emotional stress I've been under since the accident. My life just hasn't been the same since then, and they need to pay for that. Let me know if you're an attorney and you want in on this. You mean the diesel pumps with the green handles that's literally the same in every single gas station I've ever seen in my entire life? Where they all, they all, every single one has green handles? You mean those diesel pumps, Karen? I can see why you'd be confused by the most consistent color coding on planet Earth. In fact, in fact, if you like went to different gas stations and looked for one thing that they all had in common... I think that would actually be be the only thing that's consistent. Diesel pumps have green handles. Down in the comments, we have this post from Whiteface Offhead. I worked at a truck stop about 40 miles outside of the Canadian border when I was in college. It was a busy place for truckers and regular folk alike. One side of the station was diesel, and the other was regular gas. It was obvious. A dude walked in as I was checking people out, and he was irate. It turns out he fueled up his gigantic tour bus slash motor coach with regular gas. He asked me if I thought that it would be okay to drive it anyways. I don't know, my guy. I'm a 20-year-old woman with little to no mechanical knowledge. But I'm gonna guess that it's probably not a great idea. Well, what should I do now? This is obviously your fault. You let me fill it with gas instead of diesel. I just paid $100,000 for that vehicle. He screamed at me in front of a store full of people. Well, I didn't even know that you were here. As you can see, I'm kinda busy. You should probably call a tow truck? Eventually, he did indeed call a tow truck. This dude just bought something for a hundred thousand dollars and didn't even bother to read the instruction manual. Okay, alright dude. 
Honestly, your car deserves to get ruined. Review, one star. I was in need of Flonase and walked into the store. The reason why I walked into the store was because the doors opened. I was told the store was closed and they wouldn't serve me. I will never return to the store again. It would have been a one-minute transaction. This place sucks. Okay, bye. This letter was posted in, I guess, an apartment building. Owners of Stratford Towers. The pandemic is over and the COVID-19 restrictions are done. As Alberta emerges from a difficult few years, there's increasing evidence that the province's economy is on the verge of taking off. If you're like me, then you bought units in this property for one reason. Location, location, location. You may not be aware, but the property along such and such road was once among the most valuable in Canada. Unfortunately, the pandemic hit two years ago, and rightfully so, some owners rented to people at a rate that just covered the mortgage. I know several landlords who have invested thousands of dollars in renovating their units into luxury condos. The problem is that we have a few irresponsible owners who failed to vet, do the necessary checks, and have allowed so-called undesirables to rent in this complex. As you may know, when undesirables are allowed into the complex, they attract other undesirables. And before you know it, this once desirable condo location is infested with low-level renters and crime. Basically, the once valuable Stratford Towers has lost its luster. To restore Stratford Towers to being a desirable and valuable property, I challenge all owners to review and re-interview your tenants. If you're like me, then you would like to see the value of this property increase to the equivalent of downtown Vancouver or Toronto, which it can do. Stratford Towers has an unbelievable potential to skyrocket. In order to rid Stratford Towers of the criminal element and undesirables, I advise all owners to increase the rent and take advantage of the decent downtown workers who want to live here. After consulting with several owners, we're going to increase the rent of our condos by $500 a month. Stratford rent should be thirteen to seventeen hundred for a one bedroom unit or eighteen to twenty five hundred for a two bedroom unit. I truly believe that we can increase the value of our units by fifty percent and eliminate a lot of our problems this year alone if we follow these simple rules. Sincerely, a proud owner who is tired of the irresponsible owners. Honestly, the person who wrote this letter makes a good point. Won't somebody please think of the landlords? If the landlords aren't able to turn a profit off of poor working people, then they might have to go get a job. So I went to Google and I typed in Stratford Tower, Alberta. And um, let's just say this place is not a luxury apartment building. Also, the apartments have a 1.2 out of 5 star rating on Google reviews. What do these comments say? The owners of the units are a bunch of undesirable low-level owners trying to turn Calgary into Vancouver and Toronto on some 60-year-old dumpy building. Review (laughs) 1 star, owned and operated by actual trash people. Steer clear if at all possible. Posted to Facebook. I've about had it with society. I'm a highly educated and successful woman. I'm tall, very beautiful, and I'm wealthy because of the good decisions I made in life. I resent going to restaurants and having to speak to waitresses, or going to gas stations where a dirty 50-year-old man making $8 an hour wants to talk about the weather. 
Let's face it, there are two worlds. My world, where everything works and makes sense, and your world, where you don't shower and you blankly stare into space thinking about candy and fireworks. There needs to be special stores and restaurants for the intellectually gifted like myself, so I don't have to go home smelling like cigarettes and malt liquor, shaking my head. The ironic thing is that if she was really as wealthy as she said she is, then she could have a driver fill up her gas tank for her, and she could have private chefs make her meals every day so she doesn't have to wait in a restaurant. But I guess she's really not as successful as she thinks she is. Posted to Facebook. Sorry, I just had to vent. I got woken up to a fire truck running idle across my street, followed by two large utility trucks with flashing lights and a large vacuum truck at about 3 a.m. I couldn't really see well with the rain, but the vacuum truck was making such loud and awful sounds, as were the two utility truck engines. I have no idea what it was doing there. Cleaning out a gutter? Someone's house flooded? But I live on a hill. I'm so disgruntled from the noise and the lack of sleep right now. Man, imagine being inconvenienced by someone else's house flooding and then complaining about it online. Posted to Facebook. I will not hesitate to call the police if someone with piercings or tattoos tries to speak to me. I don't care if you're poor and need money. I don't care if you're religious. I don't care if you have children. There is no way that you can be conservative and have a piercing. It's impossible. I'm keeping my children away from you, and that's just my opinion. To me, piercings are one of the lowest signs of attention-seeking. That and tattoos. What makes someone want to mutilate their body for aesthetics is beyond me. People need to love themselves. I would never date someone who would do that. Definitely insecure. Not only that, but good luck getting a job. Love yourself. Ironic, because I would have thought the lowest form of opinion-seeking was posting an angry rant on Facebook about how other people look. Review. One star. They kicked us out of the restaurant before we even ate. We arrived at 8.20, and it took us forever to get our food. Not to mention the service was very rude. The waiter told us to never come back. Reply from the owner. I feel that you omitted some parts of this story, so I'll clarify. We explained our last seating slash last call policy, and we explained our closing time. Your party had been here multiple times before. You always overorder meats, and we end up trashing everything. Even after last call, you kept ordering more meats, as you always do. We dropped off your check at 9.20, which is reasonable because we close at 9.30. You asked if you could take 20 plates of meat plus vegetables plus leftover soup with you because we close at 9.30. We're an all-you-can-eat restaurant. We don't offer takeouts. You proceeded to get angry with our closing time, which we just explained to you before we seated you, and you demanded that we stay open late just for you. You and your party badmouthed our servers in Chinese, assuming that we wouldn't understand. We feel that we acted appropriately towards you and your party. We're different from other restaurants. We respect our servers, and we expect our customers to do the same. To the person writing this review for the party that acted disrespectfully, you can feel free to contact our restaurant to discuss the matter further. As for the party that was here, you are not welcome anymore. That was r slash fu Karen, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.